With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money, Jonathan Von Tobel, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher as we welcome you in. Midweek Wednesday, of course, you've got San Francisco hosting the Giants tomorrow. We'll get to that matchup with Mike Randall and FTN. FTN Fantasy, you got to check out FTN, honestly. And we love Mike. Mike came on before I said, Dustin, we got to get that dude on again because he's got so many bets coming out of his eyeballs, including one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, I think he set eight or nine bets. But you just recently, Jonathan, you signed up for FTN. Uh, yeah, because one of the new things uh, that is on the website now, uh, which Mike I know can talk about, uh, the guys over, it used to be FO, now over there at FTN, Aaron Chats and others, uh, they have DVOA metrics over there. So that's a big one. I just signed up. I use it for the model, and I would assume it's a pretty popular thing, Mike, now that you guys have that. Fantastic, guys. Offensive, defensive, DVOA. Aaron giving us insight to historic DVOA, giving reference to the 91 Redskins the other day, going way back there. Of course, per, uh, per wide receivers, cornerbacks, matchups, DVOA per each position. It's been fantastic. Love it. Just so much data here for you that, that we get to our subscribers. Tremendous. And thanks again for joining. So let's jump right into it. The Giants are at San Francisco tomorrow night. Obviously, the big comeback in Arizona. The number's 10. I do have news for you, Mike, as we get the second hour going here. Saquon obviously has been ruled out. Andrew Thomas, their best offensive lineman, has been ruled out. I think you're going to eschew the number here, and you've got a prop on Daniel Jones. Yeah, Daniel Jones, we're going to go over on Daniel Jones rushing yards. What's interesting here is per FTN data, guys, Danny Dimes leads quarterbacks in rush attempts, 22, but only four of those have been designed rush attempts, which is 18.2%. You want to look at the other side of it, Jalen Hurts, 66.7% of his 21 carries have been on designed runs. So what we expected coming into this game was heavy Saquon, less rushing from Daniel Jones. Given the number, given no Saquon, Danny Dimes may have to run a lot more, especially keep them close in this game. So we're actually going to go over on that number. But a heads up to the future here, Saquon comes back. I don't know if Danny Jones is going to be rushing as much as people think. All right, so I wanted to go to a bet uh, that you know at least the, the model up on the website has that is in lockstep here. Uh, Washington catching six and a half against Buffalo. Walk us through the process with the commanders catching points. Yeah, we like Washington here, folks. Guys, the odds are too enticing on a Washington wager. 
of as home underdogs. You had Chase Young come back. What has this defense done? They have 10 sacks here. Chase Young come back, get one and a half sacks against the Broncos and three fumble recoveries in two games. Here comes Buffalo. We have rumors of, of wind and bad rain coming into this game. And per Bet Labs, Washington head coach Ron Rivera, not a guy we want in week one, guys, when he's favored by a lot, but 7-4-1, 63.6% as a home underdog of three points or more. We like this line. It's going to be about six, six and a half. I think it's going to stay there. Bills per DVOA at Aaron Schatz, fourth overall team. You know that. What's surprising is that you have Washington sitting a surprising 10th. So this game is closer than you think. Everyone expects the Bills to have right the ship against the Raiders last week. I think we're underselling Washington a little bit. And don't look now. Doesn't Sam Howell look a little bit like Brett Favre almost, where he's chucking the ball though with Terry McLaurin down the field? This offense can move, and I love Brian Robinson. I'll take the home dog with six and a half points here against the Bills. Uh, wait, hold on. Wipe that smile off your face, Jonathan, about the Sam Howell comment, because that was start number three in his career. And I was going to ask you both for your opinion on the guy. Like, Legitimately, I know he's been in the system, but it is a year two for him, but year one in Eric Bieniemy's system. I thought Sam Howell, I watched that whole Denver game. I'll start with you, Mike, and to get Jonathan's take on the quarterback. I thought he was an A+. I thought he was great in the game. And Brian Robinson Jr. looked faster, by the way, this year as well. Yeah, two things. Number one, everyone was on Sam Howell the week one game. He couldn't get protected in that game. He went right up and down the field. Turnovers were a killer. That pass to McLaurin was key. He doesn't have a problem throwing in tight windows. He's feeling comfortable. And by the way, guys, enough with Eric Bieniemy turning Antonio Gibson into Jarek McKinnon. No way. What he's doing is recognizing that Brian Robinson catches passes. He's becoming a three-down back. He's one of the most underrated backs in the league. Wouldn't be surprised here to see him have another big game and people start realizing just how good Brian Robinson is. Jonathan? Eh, eh, 55% of his passes don't go farther than nine yards downfield. Call me when you start uh, taking some shots, all right? Oof. Oof. Okay. Okay. Spicy Von Tobel today. Let's go Philly at Tampa. A little surprising start for Baker and Tampa. Mike, where are you at on this matchup? It's number right now five and a half. Yeah, folks, can we realize that maybe the Eagles aren't at the point that they were last year in terms of their efficiency? Right now, Jalen Hurts is 26 in the league in passing yards. And let's look at the Eagles' defense here. They were gifted a 16-0 lead against the Patriots, outscored 20-9 the rest of the way. Yes, they put up big points against the Vikings, but I think that was a benefit of, well, I don't know, four fumble recoveries that they had. I think this Tampa Bay team is solid. I know their defense is solid. Vita Vea, that front line is going to limit the rushing. They're going to make Hurts have to pass here. I like Tampa Bay getting the five and a half at home. People are selling them short. They're backing the Eagles because of last year. We knew their defense was a little spotty because of an easy strength to schedule. I like Philadelphia. I think they can be fine. But I think we're overrating what happened against the Vikings. Wasn't Kirk Cousins Mr. I can't perform in prime time? And then he goes out there and he lights up for 364 yards and four touchdowns against the Eagles. I have concerns. Give me the Bucks in five and a half. All right, let's go to a team that I have an affinity for, although it has waned because Jordan Love hasn't really been that good. They're laying points against New Orleans, and I think you like them here, right? Oh, I do. Why do we like New Orleans so much? They barely escaped with three interceptions, but Ryan Tannehill couldn't play any worse in week one. And then did you see them there the other night against Chase Young? Chase Young can't throw the ball. You just said about Sam Howell. Can't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. And basically the backdoor cover happened. I like Green Bay here. I think Aaron Jones comes back. We have A.J. Dillon. 
uh, projected for a lot more rushing yards than people think. Maybe he gets going. I don't like this New Orleans team. I think they've been lucky. They have no running back in Jawan Williams. Maybe Kendra Miller comes back. He's ready to go, but still no Alvin Kamara. Give me the pack at home here, playing well and surprising people. Last time we talked, they had the worst odds to win the division. I think they get the job done here against the Saints. Mike Samich, who's watching at home, was obsessed with the pack coming into the year, and Jordan Love has paid off for you, Samich. Give him a shout. Mike Randall joining us here, Sharp Money, FTN Network, Chief Content Officer. It's a great site. You want to dig in, you want to get nerdy and get some numbers, go to FTN, at Randall Rant on Twitter. You've got projections. Let's get into a couple of players that you want to project here. We mentioned Brian Robinson Jr. We can talk about him and also DeAndre Swift. Yeah, first, Brian Robinson. I think people are too worried about the matchup here. We have Brian Robinson projected for almost 70 rushing yards. I can tell you right now, guys, whatever that prop comes out, it's going to be less than that. So we're going to go with the over. He's been super effective. Last year, last week, his receiving prop was like seven and a half yards. He got 21 on the first play of the game. I think he is heavily involved. Volume is our friend. We like Brian Robinson, what I think is going to be over per projections. And our projections for DeAndre Swift on the other side, DeAndre Swift, we have projected, guys, you would never guess after 166 rushing yards. You know what we have him for at FTN? 47 rushing yards. I think it's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. I expect the line to be high. People think he's going to go against his Tampa Bay defense and do whatever he wants. Not so fast. Maybe Gamewell comes back, split carries, fade the big game from Swift. We only have him for about 47 yards here at FTN. Mike, when it comes to your guys' projections, how much of your data is last year? How much of it is this year? Because when you look at it, right, it's it's inherently small sample size through only two games. There is some portion of it, right, that uses last year's numbers or no? Absolutely. Both are combined here, especially early in the season. There's going to be some more variance, but it's not just based on what the performance is. We look at the matchup. We look at DVOA. We look at how players have done and in certain roles. I think DeAndre Sip just had a fantastic game last week. God bless him. It was game script. This is going to be a very close, tight game. And if Tampa Bay keeps it close, DeAndre Sip can't be running all over the place, especially against this front line who is solid defensively. Okay. We do have a number for you, Mike Robinson, right now, DraftKings 56 and a half. You had him closer to 70, correct? 100%. We're going over on that line. Absolutely. Okay. Tremendous. Um, let's transition. Let's go a little college here with Mike Randall. I, I think this is your, uh, pl- your, your biggest model edge, and that is Arizona looking college at Stanford. Oh, oh, we're going. Okay. Uh, it's the same number. That's what confused me. Arizona is actually, they're laying 12 at Stanford. Let's go to the Cardinals. My apologies. Arizona catching 12, hosting Dallas. This is your biggest edge as far as your model. Yeah, this is our biggest edge here. And it's going to be contrarian because the majority of bets are coming in on the Cowboys. Cardinals were exactly average in success rate per drop back last week at 50%. Dobbs is catchable pass rate, slightly above average last week at well, 77.4%. He was third overall in air yards per attempt. He avoids sacks. The Cowboys allow you to hit short passes. The key to us is if the Cardinals don't turn the ball over, we don't see a way that Dallas is going to blow them out on the road. They had the second highest catchable rate last year, but last week, but they didn't even throw the ball. We think it's tough for them to blow it out. We're not saying Dobbs is an amazing quarterback, but he's very average and he's being viewed as the public as well below average. That is not the case. You guys know Mike McCarthy's offense is going to be conservative. On the road, this is a massive edge for us. Last week, 7-0 or FTN model with edges of 9% or higher. This one coming in, Arizona plus 12 18.6% edge. We like the Cardinals here at home getting points against Dallas. Mike, what's the minimum edge you guys use as a, like, as a play? 
Usually we say about nine, ten percent. Last week, anything above nine, perfect seven and zero. Oh, so we're hopefully going back to it here. Big edge for us in Arizona. We see. Hey, quickly before we say goodbye, Mike, how do you knock Cleveland with the miss of Chubb? Well, the one thing I think is the problem is if you like Cleveland and most people are in Tennessee here because of the knee jerk reaction, you're going to need a big game from Watson. Jerome Ford should play very well. He's going to be the lead back. Kareem Hunt is just going to spell him. I don't think Kareem Hunt is coming in after they let him go and kept Ford. So it's going to hurt. But basically, we feel that the, the efficiency of Deshaun Watson with his receiving core has got to get better. And if it does, they'll be fine because you lose a guy like Chubb. That's just terrible for this offense hopefully heals up soon and comes back better than ever how about this let's do it again next week you just have too many plays too much good information mike randall ftn network let's talk to you next week mike thanks for the time appreciate you always appreciate it guys thanks so much okay there he goes what was the question you asked about the edge jonathan uh, just like the minimum percent of edge you know sometimes you know you have like really minimal ones big ones what do you perceive to be a big enough edge to play okay and I do want to apologize. My father kept calling me and I kept ignoring the call, but I couldn't figure out how to turn my phone ringer off. So Jonathan and Dustin and Mike, I apologize. When we return, we're going to redraft the quarterbacks. You'll see. It's sharp money. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, if you're looking for a tool, we've got breaking news, by the way, coming up in just a second here on Sharp Money. But if you're looking for a tool to help you beat the books, Juice Reel connects all of your sports betting accounts into one app. Okay, so it loads all of your betting history, gives you an analytical edge backed by nearly one billion in bets from sports bettors in all 50 states. That's Juice Reel, R-E-E-L in the App Store. Juice Reel is not a sports book. Use the data to follow the winners and fade the losers. Don't place another bet until you've downloaded this revolutionary sports betting tool, Juice Reel. 
That's Juice, like orange juice, real, R-E-E-L. It's absolutely free. Download Juice Reel to your iPhone, your Android device today, and become a better, better. Go to Jonathan Von Tobel with some breaking news out of the NFL. Uh, it looks like the Chicago Bears have a new defense coordinator, my friends. Uh, it, as of about an hour ago, Allen Williams has resigned. So um, it is official. Bears who are, I'm going to double check this, guys, just to make sure I get this right. Uh, let's see. Dead last in uh, EPA per play allowed Oof. defensively, just like they were last year, have a new defense coordinator. So not only is he rumored, allegedly, to be a piece of garbage, he's also not a good defense coordinator. Yeah, yeah, the rumors are not great, big guy. We've got Bill Zimmerman, a former colleague of ours. Nobody's more connected to the Bears. Windy City Gridiron Deputy Editor. He's going to join us in about an hour. Look forward to that. You also have some news out of Bears camp. Yeah, you know, we heard from Justin Fields earlier in the show, for those who missed it. Uh, he pretty much put a lot of blame on the coaching staff for some of his failures this year. He then met with the media in the locker room after that, and he uh, clarified. You jobs are to get clicked, so it's like, when you take my quote out of context, when, when you just say that, if you take the picture on the inside out, like, y'all are trying to split, split us up at the I'm not blaming anything on the coaches. I'm never going to blame anything on the coaches, never going to blame anything on my teammates. I will take every, whatever happens in the game, I will take all the blame. I don't care. It's a drop pass. It should have been a pass. Put it on me. But never will you hear anything come out of my mouth to where I will blame it on somebody else in this organization, my teammates. Never will you hear that. So I just want to clear that up and just know that, like, I need to play better. That's it. Point blank. If, if y'all, that's, that's what I should have said in the first place. But, you know, I was trying to give y'all more details because, you know, I appreciate y'all for doing what y'all do. And I try to give y'all the information y'all want for you guys' job. So um, I'm going to do that. And in the future, like, but I ask you guys to, just to put the whole quote out. Don't cut it up into words and pieces to make it seem like I'm saying something that I'm not. So, um, again, appreciate you guys what you do. And um, y'all have a pleasure. Well, first up, were they doing that interview at Lollapalooza? I mean, it's so loud. Right. Secondly, Justin Fields would be very proud of Sharp Money, not because of me and Dustin, but because of Jonathan Von Tobel, his PR guy earlier. You essentially said the same thing. Well, no, because here's the thing. Dustin actually is proving my point for me. As Dustin said to set up the clip, he blamed his coaches for some of his failures. That's not what he was doing. He was asked, why do you feel robotic? Because it was the answer that he gave previously. And his response was, oh, some of it is coaching, as in he feels like he is getting too much information. That's not, it's their fault that I stink. He's asked why something happened, and that's the response. And so when us, as the collective, just put out there, as he's talking about, picture of Justin Fields, it's probably coaching in really big bold. That's what he's saying. You're taking that out of context. He's not saying it's all their fault. He was asked, why do you feel like sometimes you're not playing like you like you want to? And that was the response. He's not telling everybody it's all their fault, but that's exactly what's being presented to the masses, which is why he has to go out into the locker room and then come back the same day and do it. Mm. I was a Justin Fields guy. doing the same thing. No. I was a Fields guy. No, his tone is so down. You're yeah, just he's mad. running it back. No, yeah. he's not. Yeah, he is. He was point blank asked, and he said, I'm not saying he's what saying What was he this. asked? He's not. I, I cut up. We're, we're going to play it again. Dust, yeah. Big guy, because I'm with you. Remember, I'm sorry to interrupt you. We'll, we'll, we'll get the clip ready from earlier. But correct me if I'm wrong, Dustin. He was asked, and he didn't say what – 
what Jonathan just said. Well, it's kind of coaching. No, he said coaching, period. Yeah. And then he went on to elaborate other things that he's done wrong. Yeah. He was throwing the coaches under the yeah, bus. Like, but, like, he's not totally blaming them for all of it, but they're asking – because he was – very. so the answer before he was extremely short. Like, they asked, like, what is your best or something along those lines? He says, you're going to see it. And they go, well, you're saying that this is going wrong. What is it that's going wrong? So, no, wrong? okay, and this is why, before you play this clip, I watched the whole press conference. So did I. I cut yeah, it no, up. No, Th Then if you watch the whole press conference, you realize what actually happened was he gave a very long answer to a question asked about his poor play. Yes. Some moron reporter responded with a, when Oof. do you feel like playing like you? You're the you? quarterback. His attitude Hold stinks. On. Hold on. He was asked, because there was a clear follow-up, because the lady who actually asked the question was right in doing this. She asked the question. Yes. I don't know who the reporter is. He gives a very long and eloquent answer about why he is not playing well. One of the things he says in the original quote is, I'm playing a little bit robotic. I've got to play a little bit more free. I'm paraphrasing there. She goes to follow up on that. The moron asked the question, yes. when do you feel like you? Which is a dumb question. He then follows up. The lady goes, why do you feel robotic? And he says, mm, it will play the clip. Uh, you know, it's probably coaching. What he clearly means by that is, as we discussed, the conversations prior to plays, like there's clear nuance to what he's saying, but everybody's like, oh, Justin Fields is blaming the coaching staff. This, That's this, not what's happening. This is, like, <laughs> this is like you guys getting ready for the show, and every segment I'm bugging you, and I'm saying, we have to do this, and remember we have to do this, and don't forget to do this, and don't hey. screw this up because we have to do this, and that would be bad producing. Yes. It's the same thing. It, just because it's not the scheme, it's still poor coaching, and he's still putting some of the blame that they're annoying him. I think he's having a breakdown, I like worse than I am at this moment. Well, like He sounds so miserable in everything he's saying. You're the quarterback. Be a leader. Step up to the plate. By the way, Jonathan Von Tobel is so not intimidating when he looks like a painted Easter egg right I know, now. right? And he did, he did the captain thing where he did the hands on the hips. Like, he was like, well, I'm actually just sitting back because there's a lot of people who think we're all like crazy yeah. right now, screaming at each other because they can't hear you or the, yeah, I, the be close. I love this man. I love him. I'm just yelling at him because I love him. Oh, them know. zip it. All right. So let's play the clip. My interpretation, now we're parsing this so much. It's like, well, you're making it. This is exactly what happens no. when you do that. <laughs> Nah, he's be, he, Justin Fields is butthurt that he stinks at playing quarterback, and I think the coaches stink worse than him, but he's got to go up there and act differently. This is what Justin Fields had to say. This is what we're arguing about right here, him, quote, unquote, blaming the coaches or not blaming the coaches. Could be, uh, you know, uh, coaching, uh, I think. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it makes it, <laughs> you know, uh, they're doing their job when they're giving me, you know, what to look at and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, I you know, can't be thinking about that when, the game comes, I prepare myself throughout the week, and then when the game comes, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's time to play free at that point. So, um, you know, just Jonathan, it's less passive-aggressive, you know, Jonathan. No, it's pull, pull, not. The, pull the clip down. What are you, what are you crazy? What are you don't you? hear the passive-aggressive? What are you talking about? The response to the question is, why do you feel robotic before it's a play? It's all coded. Yeah, no, it's not coded. You would think it's coded because you want it to be. No. He is answering, frankly, <laughs> because, you know what? How about this? Let's ask an offensive coordinator about this yeah. because this is what he's talking about. There is too much jargon prior, and he's just asked, why do you feel robotic? Because here's the thing. You're 
you're presenting it as he's you and everybody else are presenting it as Justin Fields is blaming his failures on his coaches. And that's not what the answer was. You know that's not what the answer was. And you're being disingenuous by serving it in that context. What? One. One. Tim Jenkins on the show yesterday. Go on YouTube. Watch it. He talked about it was not just the scheme stuff. There's a footwork thing going on where they're changing the way he's, he's lined up. To what does that have to do with forever? Fields said today? Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. What I'm saying is I don't disagree that the coaches are screwing him up. My issue is, as the quarterback and as the leader of this franchise, he can't go up there and say that. He has to pretend everything's all right all the time when he speaks to the public. That's a, that's a completely different topic than what we're talking about. But that's my issue is him blaming the co- – I think he is subtly blaming the coaches. No, he shouldn't not, be doing yeah, that. It's not subtle. It's uh, not subtle. Uh, my no, interpretation it. was it wasn't subtle. He then went on to say, you know, they're supposed to give me information, but I got it during the week. They shouldn't – like, come on, Jonathan. Don't be – don't be obtuse. What do you mean? You guys are being obtuse because the conversation now from everybody else is, again, Justin Fields is blaming all his failures on everybody else, and that is not what he's no, doing. No, he's just blaming the ones that have happened week one and week two of the 2023 NFL exactly, season. Exactly, right there. You just did it. That's not what he's doing. That's what he's doing. He's literally responding to a specific aspect of what he has asked. And then he should say, you know what, I, what he just said in the, in the new clip, I just got to play better. That's the answer you're supposed to give. His coaches stink. I don't disagree with him. But he can't go up there and just be like, yeah, coaching is part of the issue. We know. We all see it, Justin. Just deal with it. But at the same time, by the way, you're part of the problem. This is the incredible part. You're wrong. You also agree with him. Yes. And then you're, you're steamrolling him for this. Yes. You're wrong about it. He is right. Yeah, the Dustin's coaches lost me, no. but I'm, I'm enjoying <laughs> no, it. The, coaches, the coaching stinks for the Bears. Matt Eberflus is absolute garbage. They have a horrific offensive game plan. But as the quarterback, I don't want you saying that. You should never say that. That's not what he said! Yes, he did. (laughs) Yes, he did. No, it's not. Exact question. Justin, what's wrong? Part of it's coaching. No, Patrick. This is the equivalent of Patrick. If you stumble on a read and I ask you what happened, and you go, oh, "Dustin was talking to me," and I go, "Wow, Patrick thinks Dustin is ruining the show." Like, no, that's not what happened. It's not what we're asking no, about. I, it's not what we're talking in about. In that moment, I would have ruined the show, though. Plus, I would have said them all. <laughs> when we, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. Everybody, get along. I'm not even sure if I believe what I was saying. I just knew Jonathan was getting madder and madder, and I just kept on pushing that button. When we return, Todd Haley joins us. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, we've got Todd Haley coming up, but first, put the VSIN experts to work for you this football season and start betting smarter with the VSIN Pro subscription. Right now, you get 10% off when you use the promo code SHARP. You get full access, everything our daily best bets, our betting splits, betting systems, Jonathan Von Model. Remember to use the promo code SHARP. You get 10% off right now over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we got you back here. It's a busy day. Of course, got Thursday night football tomorrow night in San Francisco with the Giants in town. Jonathan Von Tobel, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Let's welcome in Todd Haley, of course, longtime NFL coach. Of course, you can hear him on SiriusXM NFL uh, Channel 88. Of course, USFL's Memphis Showboats. We say hi to Coach Haley. Hi, Todd. Thank you for joining. And let's start with the drama in Chicago. They just lost their defensive coordinator. Some maybe misconstrued quotes from Justin Fields about the coaching he's received. 
Can you talk about the quarterback and just an overview on the Bears thus far? Yeah, thanks for having me, guys, first of all. Thank but you. Uh, it just it doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. You know, these aren't things, especially this early in the season, you want to be hearing, reading, seeing, um, uh, you know, and, and I'm a fan of Justin Fields. I just, you know, to me what's been really frustrating is I just haven't seen development. And he's a talented, talented guy. But, um, you know, let's just swing it over to Indianapolis, uh, you know, and their new head coach that's very well-versed in the read option and allowing an athletic quarterback to, to do some things that play to his strengths. You're already seeing that in Indy. I, I just I have not seen it in Chicago. It, it's almost like they're trying to force a square peg in a round hole. And, again, I'm not there, so I don't know. But I know what his abilities are. And when he's not running the football, or at least a threat to run the football, uh, you know, you're probably not giving him the best chance to succeed. Todd, can you walk us through communication to a quarterback prior to the snap outside of the play call? Because one of the misconstrued quotes out there about Fields, I think he was referring to the over-communication from his coaches before a snap. Is that possible, like if you're telling him way too much outside of a play call before a play? Yeah, I mean, it could be. Again, I'm not there. I don't know. I just heard what you heard. Um, you know, that's a, that's a, a, a fine line, you know, you have the ability to communicate, but you know, quarterbacks are focusing on so many different things that if you're just continuing to yap right up till that 15 second mark, and I'm not saying that happened, I'm just saying that, uh, you know, you get pushback really quick from, you know, at least veteran quarterbacks of, Hey, you know, I got this, just give me the play and let me do my thing. And, uh, you know, there has to be a great trust between coordinator and, and quarterback and vice versa, because, you know, you're relying as a, as a play caller, you're relying on him to uh, give you the best chance to succeed. And he's relying on you to put him in a position to, you know, to do his best. So uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, it's a very fine line. I mean, uh, there are quarterbacks that, you know, you know, I won't say names, but, you know, somehow they were able to keep theirs on longer and they could get the coverage or the blitz that was coming, you know, leading right up to the snap. Some guys can handle that. Some guys can. It's like coordinators. Some guys want nobody talking on the headsets. Other coaches, like myself, I like to hear a lot of noise, and then I was able to filter out what I wanted to take and what I didn't want to take. Coach Todd Haley joining us, and you had a lot of success coaching quarterbacks. So let me just one more question about fields, and I promise we'll get off it. If utilized correctly, does he have the arm talent in anticipation to be a productive thrower in the NFL? Well, he definitely has the arm talent. He definitely has the athletic ability. Uh, you know, the anticipation is the big thing. You know, there, there's too many times uh, you see him holding the ball, uh, you know, at this stage in his career, even though he's still a young player, he now has a bunch of starts under his belt. You know, you'd like to see, you know, that, that ball being thrown to open spots and guys running through the passes. And you're not seeing it. And that's why you're seeing the sacks. And, uh, but again, you can go, you know, I'm a coach, so I hate to be critical of coaches, but you know, there are ways, Hey, let's look up Nick Sirianni and, and Philadelphia. You know, they, they put Jalen hurts in a great position uh, to take a lot of pressure off him and just play to his abilities. And I just, that's been a frustrating thing with me with Chicago and Justin, because, you know, similar athletic ability. Again, I'm not uh, comparing the two, but they, 
you know, they're, they're athletic guys that can run that if you're a defense trying to defend them and there's that threat of him pulling the football and running, that takes pressure off your offensive line. It takes pressure off the quarterback. It takes pressure off everybody. And I just haven't seen enough of it. Now it looks like they're trying to force him back into being a drop back passer and, and, and that he's just not there yet, but from a physical standpoint, yes, he has it. But, you know, as we know, you know, evaluating quarterbacks in this league is not an exact science by any means. Uh, that's why we see the, uh, a Brock Purdy or a Tom Brady uh, come out of late rounds, and then we see number ones that end up in bust and jump from team to team. So it's not an exact science. It's, it's really a hard position to evaluate. But you do as coaches, I think you owe it to your players to, to do what they do best and give them a chance to be – gain some confidence and have some success you know number ones that have kind of actually a recent number one that's jumped around from team to team but seems to have a little resurgence now is baker mayfield you were around him oh you know what's big uh, big difference here in the first two games for baker that you've seen well i think he's surrounded by some really talented skill guys i mean mike evans is a beast you know when he's playing and healthy godwin we know he's really good uh i think they got a really good defense it's it's kind of, you know, for Baker, much like Brock Purdy, it's, hey, you know, I got a really good supporting cast. Let me just not try to do too much. And I think that's what we've seen in weeks one and two. And, and I'm excited for him. But, you know, for Baker, it is that ability to be consistent. His, his quarterbacking has kind of been like my pool game. Sometimes I look like a shark. Sometimes I'm, I can't make a ball. Uh, you know, but it, the the key to being a really good quarterback in the league, which I think he can be, is just consistent. You know, don't try to toot too much and let those guys around you make plays. Put yourself in Stefanski's shoes. Coach Todd Haley joining us here on Sharp Money. So Chubb is gone. You know he likes to rely on the run. You've got Watson completing 55% of his passes. Put yourself in the head coaching shoes there in Cleveland. Well, it, it's it's really a tough situation. And, and first, you know, I was there when we drafted Nick. And, you know, there is not a, a more humble, awesome dude that can really run the football, you know, never says a peep, comes to practice every day. So to see him go down like that, that's awful. My prayers are with him and his family. Uh, but now you're the head coach. And, uh, you know, I think it, it, I'm not the first one saying it, but, you know, Nick Chubb didn't need uh, Deshaun Watson nearly as much as Deshaun needed Nick. Um, you know, it's just he's, he's a big-time player uh, that every time he touches the ball, I mean, he's going to run for five, six yards or more, and, you know, now he's not there. Now they signed Kareem Hunt. That's good. I like this Ford. You know, they obviously have some excitement. You know, he made a huge run in the game against the Steelers, but, uh, you know, it, I think with Deshaun, it just comes back to, you know, everybody sees the name. They see the play card you know, the football card. But if you miss two years in this league, it is really, really hard uh, to believe somebody can just plop back into the NFL and, and go back to where they were. It, 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 is, it is hard. And we've seen many guys miss a year that never made it back. So, you know, again, we'll, we'll have to wait to see what happens. He obviously was a really talented guy. You saw flashes the other night uh, of some of his abilities, but um you know, as the head coach, you know, how do we keep, you know, you can't change everybody. You lost the back. Your team's built on running the football, you know, and I think that's why we saw the signing of Hunt uh, and, and Ford again. I think between the two of them, they're going to be able to 
carry a pretty big load. Is it going to be Nick Chubb? No, but you know, I think Cleveland's going to have to do how they kind of planned out the season to play uh, good defense, create turnovers, and run the football and, and make some plays off play action and then some critical third downs. Todd, we got 60 seconds left. How does Mike Tomlin keep doing this? Because uh, he's awesome. Uh, I love Mike. I mean, one of the smartest guys I've ever been around and a, and a guy that adapted to this new age of football. I got to learn from Bill Parcells, but – uh, Mike Tomlin in this day and age, just a phenomenal motivator, high energy every single day, great meetings, uh, always positive. And, um, you know, that defense, that was, I, I texted him the other night, uh, pretty exciting to watch a, a defense play like they played. Great job, Coach. We needed it. Todd Haley, of course, former NFL coach, longtime assistant. Go get him with the showboats this year. You can also hear Coach Haley on SiriusXM's NFL Radio Channel 88. Check him out on Twitter, at the Todd Haley. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. What, okay. do, you mean, what do you mean we needed it? Was today going poorly? I mean, I, I think what I mentioned, like, you two needed a break, really, from screaming at each other. I Listen, I was calm. I was just in the middle of you two trying to delegate. Do you feel like your blood pressure has returned to normal? Uh, yeah, I feel fine. Todd Haley owes me, by the way. I won two Super Bowls with him as my head coach in Madden 10. So, I don't know if he knows it or not. We probably should have told him. <laughs> you, you had an opportunity to That's bring right. it up, and you didn't. When we returned, the big guy's got a beef. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, DraftKings, new customers. You can bet $5, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw $5 down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun 
Duh, when you're in on the action, download the app right now over at DraftKings and use the code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P. New customers can bet 5 bucks, $200 instantly. It's great, man. The crown is yours only at DraftKings. Use the code SHARP. Uh, I spelled out SHARP for Jonathan Von Tobel because I called him obtuse earlier. He got bitter. Jonathan, he's here. Uh, Dustin Sweetelson is talking because I'm trying to. We're trying to set something up. We're going to surprise you. You mentioned going to break that you. I I didn't know that Madden was still a thing because we used to play for uh, weed and beer money in college. Now here's what I want you two to do since you're going to go work out together. Um, Dustin's a big gamer. He loves playing Madden, and you're a gamer. And then you can set a number, and I'll bet on the matchup between the two of you. Let's set a line. Ooh. Why not? Do you play other? I, I, I use it as antisocial activity where I don't actually play other human beings. Yeah, here's the thing. So I have not played Madden in like, I don't know, like three years. I just bought it for the first time in two years. Yeah. So I, I'm a nerd, Patrick. So I play games like Armored Core, which is freaking awesome. Um, you know, things like that. So I'd probably make myself a small is underdog. Is that like a first-person shooter game? No, or? it's like a big, like you control like a big mech robot, like, you know, destruction, rockets, things yeah, like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's awesome. Confirmed. Okay. Uh, well, don't get me started on Dark Souls. That thing's awesome, too. Uh, Sekiro, one of the, that's great. All right. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I can, I can keep going. I can keep going. Um, so I would probably set myself as a small underdog, but I will say this. I used to play a lot as a kid, so maybe the muscle memory comes back. You want to come in on the end game? when it starts to kick in a little bit. So um, I, I don't think I'd do very well. Okay. I want to throw two things by you, Jonathan. Is he going to be able to see the screen? I think he can. Yeah, so I, can. Pittsburgh, I can read them out, too, if I need Pittsburgh to. Pittsburgh got 14 points off turnovers. That offense looked dreadful. Canada was getting crushed. They're in Vegas right by you guys this weekend with Vegas lane two and a half. Uh, Dustin tweeted this. I want to see no, I Jonathan's reaction. My, my group okay, chat. Okay, whatever. Well, now you're funny. parsing me? You think I care? Like, we're just going to post it, and then you tell me, Jonathan, if you think this is funny, because I laughed out loud when the big guy sent this to me. Which toast are you? Go ahead and post it. Warm bread, barely toast, acceptable toast. You got some good toast. You've got your brown toast, and then you've got burnt toast, and he put Najee Harris's name underneath burnt toast. Do you like that? Um... <laughs> okay, I get it. All right. Took me a second. I it's thought, funny. It is. It's I thought, funny. I thought you were going to ask me what kind of shade of toast I like, but now I understand the joke. Yeah, I'll give that. I give that a solid like seven point eight. I, I don't think I've ever seen Jonathan laugh, and he actually went. <laughs> he smiled. I That's a good job, big guy. I laugh all the time. <laughs> I prefer acceptable toast. Uh, for, for the record, I just want to say my group chat that I run stuff by so I don't get canceled. Yes, there's actually an approval process for my tweets, and the only ones that go up are the ones that will not get me canceled or fired. They said this wasn't funny, so I didn't post it. I thought it was hilarious. Najee Harris, I mean, what what is that? <laughs> Who's the kid that was backing him up? Because when Samuels. he came in, it looked like the game was in fast forward. Yeah. Like, just such a difference as far as explosiveness uh, between the two backs. Yes. Jalen Samuels, um, who's older than Najee Harris, looked much sprier and younger on the that's field. That's right, Samuels. Well, I mean, it doesn't help that right. your first you know years in the league are just averaging two yards a carry because you're getting destroyed behind the line of scrimmage every time. As a dude that watches a team and cheers for a team that's quarterbacked by Jared Goff, now, the offensive coordinator makes up for it. If I was a Pittsburgh fan, and that is the best bunch of fans in the NFL, it's not even close. Steeler fans travel, they're great. But if you have to pull for Kenny Pickett, 
for the next 12 to 15 years, you're in a bad spot, Jonathan. That is not a good quarterback. So I, I'm really upset with myself. And actually, I didn't I didn't take any action on these thoughts. But the fact that I had these thoughts, I'm very upset with myself about that, uh, which is after a couple of preseason games, I found myself thinking, oh, Kenny Pickett might not like this. This might work. Mm. This might not be Mm-mm. terrible. I act, I did no. not act on it in any way, shape, or form outside of putting them on a teaser in week one. And I regret having the positive thoughts. I regret putting them on the teaser, obviously. I regret any positivity I had toward Kenny Pickett after watching him in the preseason. Talk about burnt toast. Holy smokes. Well, everyone was on them week one, and I just – I chalked that up to we had too much time on our hands to overanalyze everything in the summer. And we started going, well, they're a home dog and they're getting this. And look, they have all these weapons coming back. And Did you know Mike Tomlin has never had a losing record before? Yeah. So Uh I just think we all talked ourselves into a bet that in the end, it's like, you know what? The talent's just not there. But I'd say this. This is where having a coach as good and consistent as Mike Tomlin can actually hurt your organization. Because if he would just have a under 500 bad season, they could draft high enough to get a quarterback who can really be that guy to win a Super Bowl with. Yeah. I mean, I, I would say, too, I, like, when you watch, so when they went down in that game before they scored the final defensive touchdown, what were they down, 29, 22 to 19, I think, right? Something like that. Uh, I Something thought they were like done. That. Yeah, I thought they were toast. I was like, that's it. Like, nope, they're not coming back. Think about that. that like, that's how bad their offense has been through the first two weeks that I thought a three-point lead was insurmountable. For the, by the way, technically it was because they didn't score. They didn't yeah, score the offensive didn't point. Do anything. Yeah, they scored offensive point again. Their defense had to bail them out. So no, dude, like that's. I agree with you, Patrick. Like watching Kenny pick at these first couple of games. Holy yeah. smokes, that was bad. It's just not there. He seems like a good dude. I'm not crushing the guy as a person. He just ah, we don't have to preface there. it by saying he just looks like a good dude. He could be a piece of garbage. We have no idea. Also, he's he not was, really good he, at quarterback. He wasn't the curmudgeon good. is back. <laughs> he wasn't good in college until like his last year, and he wasn't even that good. I mean, it goes also back to- homeboy running the system at Pitt at the time was a wizard too. Yeah. He he ran oh, yeah. a, I mean, a very quarterback friendly system. It goes at back Pitt. to Dustin's very flawed point, but one that does hold some water with Kenny Pickett. Quarterbacks that wear two gloves are. Very largely unsuccessful. Yeah, I, I made a statement Teddy. while you were out, Patrick, that uh, there's never been a quarterback to wear two gloves to win the Super Bowl, but I think we debunked it after the show where technically I, I, David Carr was the backup of a team that won the Super Bowl. No, with two I gloves. mean, Ben Roethlisberger wears two gloves all the time. Oh, yeah, Roethlisberger, too. Can, uh, you know, Kurt Warner went to a Super Bowl wearing two gloves. I only wore one glove. No, Kurt Warner was a double glove guy. Was he? Because okay. he got old. You know, yeah, the hand strength was wasn't guy. there. Yeah. Yep. You know what just struck me? What a missed opportunity by Cleveland. They were going to go 2-0 in division. Yes. Of course, right? yes. Didn't they open up against Cincinnati? Yep. Had that game legitimately sitting on a platter. The turnover late with the strip and the scoop and score. That was that was hand-delivered to Cleveland and Pittsburgh well, on Monday night, Jonathan. And here's why it's big. Now they have Tennessee without Nick Chubb, where it's not going to be easy despite being favored by three and a hook. Then they have Baltimore, another in-division game. They have an early bye week five. Come out of the bye with San Francisco. It's a kind of brutal start. Yep. Well, and it's for somebody for me, like I bet them to win the division. I, I'm like, Patrick, I was with you. I had the Steelers in the contest, but I was like, man, I kind of actually, it's a win-win here for me because I either have a contest win here in my pocket or I have the Browns on a futures to win the division and they win this freaking game. And, and it's a really big missed opportunity given how rough this schedule is going to be. After San Francisco, it lightens up a little bit with the Colts, the Seahawks, and the Cardinals. But you could be 2-0 and going into this Titans game, maybe suffer a loss, and then you get ready to toast the Titans. But, yeah, it's tough. Still have to go to yeah, Denver a, and to the Rams. It's a brutal – I mean, the Titans right now, emotional short week. 
You got the Ravens. It's going to be nice to get a buy. It's an early buy for Cleveland. And then you got the 49ers. That's not great. You go to Jonathan's Colts at the Seahawks. It's, it, it's not great. Uh, first off, I, I will say this. And I wrote down, let's redraft the quarterbacks. I Trust me, I understand it's sticky. The reason I brought it up is because I didn't expect Anthony Richardson. You can forget about the, the, the running touchdowns. You can forget about, you know, six for 10 before he pulled himself out. That's two straight games that Richardson pulled himself out. Um, or excuse me pulled himself out with the concussion protocol, but he did leave at the first start of the year as well. Yeah. I'll just say this eyeball test, just the way that he kind of is purporting himself and carrying himself. Richardson looks like I did not expect him to look that comfortable in his yep. own skin against NFL defenses. I'll just give you that, Jonathan. No, I think so. And I think one of the, the big things with him is he takes care of the football. You know, he had a really big, he had a really bad interception at the end of the game against Jacksonville, but that was part of like, hey, rookie thing. Like, okay, it's a bad read. You don't see the guy dropping in the flat. He's not consistently fumbling it. He's not consistently throwing dropped interceptions. I've been really surprised by it. And the athleticism is there. He's just got to learn to take better care of himself because he has taken a couple of hits. You mentioned he has left now both games that's got to be a little bit better but you, I think you have been pleasantly surprised by Richardson yep. so far he's totally. not also he's also not just relying on the athleticism I think the thing and I was high on him coming out I would have taken him as the first quarterback going back to the draft I loved his skill set I loved everything about him but I did not think he would look this calm and his his game would look this refined at the NFL level with the the speed being different. It's one thing to do what he did in college at Florida and run around back there when plays break down, but his game is way more refined in the pocket than I ever anticipated it being two games in so far. By the way, you, really, you don't even have to look at the stats. It's just a feel. You, yeah. Sometimes you can get a feel from watching a quarterback, and there's just a comfortable feel to Richardson that I wasn't expecting. Conversely, Bryce Young. Woof. That was not a comfortable quarterback on Monday night. Do you guys agree? Oh, yeah, I would say so. I mean, there's been like little flashes here and there, but no, that doesn't look great. And I, I'd actually say this, too, as being a former Colts guy. I, and I think Mitch Moss said this earlier today, too. I think Reich's maybe lost a little bit of the magic. <laughs> what magic did he have? Uh, he was, that, was all Dustin's, right. that was Dustin's boy, Frank Reich. What, where was the magic? Everybody I mean, was calling that a home run hire. Why? The staff is good, but Reich is not great. We get it. McCown's one of the McCown brothers is on your staff. Nobody cares. When we come back, Anthony Heron, Jim Big Ten football, also Bears football as the drama continues. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. 
I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.